0: Hi, folks. Uh, Warnings for this week include cancer, ADHD, uh, tattoos, polyamory, uh, Florida. I mean, Florida is just sort of like its own category, I think, at this point. Um, God, what else? Uh, Social media, particularly Twitter. And I think that that covers the most of it. Uh, And then secondly, we have animals, but All of them appear to be asleep somewhere in my office. Well, some of them do. Like, uh, you know, all the chickens are asleep outside, so they're not in my office. But the dog's asleep. Uh, You know, my friend, uh, my little friend Shaw, he's asleep on my desk. Yeah, no, little things like that. Uh, Animals sometimes make noise, though. So there's your warning on that. And frequently we swear. That's our third warning. And that final warning, it should be said that we frequently square at Sergey the cat, specifically, because Sergey. So, hi folks, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 314. Wow, 314, and our guest this week is April Jen Choi. Uh, before we get to talking to her, and oh my god, what a conversation, um, I just want to give you the, the update that Ursula had her final uh, chemo treatment, of the, quote, Red Devil today. So she is resting while I am recording. And that is, you know, her update. She is busy doing what she needs to do, a.k.a. recovering and getting better so that, you know, we can continue these things. But all the outlooks are good and all that stuff is going on. Um, also, we will say... That, uh, you know, otherwise my time... I mean, I'm tired. I'm just tired. Uh, The new med... My med regimen changes are working. uh, But, you know, there's a lot going on. And so I'm just uh, tired. I I actually got in a sticker from a shop. A sticker and a pin that says, Hello, my name is Tired. And, you know, it it is possibly one of the best stickers I've bought this year. And so... I think that sums up everything. Uh, I did get a new game, and we're going to talk a lot about games in the interview. I got a new game called uh, Like Chicken Journey. It was made for me. It is a side-scrolling platformer where you're a chicken on a journey to, you know, answer the great question that all chickens ask. I guess. I don't know. Ursula, so when I said this to Ursa, so she's like, we already know the answer. It was the egg. It had to be the egg. Because eggs were around long before chickens even existed. Dinosaurs laid eggs. Obviously the egg came first. Anyway, so we'll, we'll see what the answer is in the game when I get through it. It's just, it's fun, it's sweet, it's adorable, and it's like it was made for me. That's really all there is to say about it. And other than that, you know, we've got the holiday weekend coming up here in the U.S., so we've got a three-day weekend. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to having an extra day of sleep. And, no, that's pretty much it. So, I'm going to leave you now. Well, I'm not going to leave you, leave you. What we're going to do is we're going to go talk to April Jen Choi, a 19-time Guinness World Record holder for Magic and Whip Cracking. engineering manager at NASA, a 30-year performer, and one of this year's guests of honor at WindyCon. And so one of the reasons I'm considering going to WindyCon is specifically for April Jen Choi. And the other is uh, Rick Hines, a guest who has also been on Productivity Alchemy is the other guest of honor. So it's like, yeah, maybe maybe Windycon is a thing to do this year. I'll I'll tell you more as it gets closer. In the meantime, we're going to talk to April right after this. Hi, folks i am here today with april jen Choi, and do i have to say all three
1: you don't I'm have to okay tell.
0: right um and she is here to tell us talk about how she stays productive and man i am just i'm excited this is going to be this is we've already had a lot of fun just in the the pre-recording pattern. so i am thinking this is going to be a joy for everybody um April, can you do a better job introducing yourself than (laughs) I just did? (laughs) I can try.
1: Uh, As Kevin said, my name is April Jennifer Choi. I think uh, what impresses people the most about me, um, 19-time Guinness World Record holder, primarily in whip cracking, but also in magic, card manipulation, balance, Jenga, etc. Currently work in... Engineering management at Kennedy Space Center, managing a whole bunch of rocket scientists, making sure they don't blow stuff up. Been a performer for, if you count dance, it's like 30 years, music 20 years, various types of other performances, including fire eating, fire breathing, whip cracking, circus, aerial arts for the last about 15 years. Yeah. So those are the big ones.
0: And, uh... Guest of Honor at WindyCon in Chicago this year.
1: That is correct. Yep. Yes. I'll be the guest of honor there, as well as being at a number of other events. Mm -hmm. Um, The next one I have lined up for me is being the MC and one of the instructors at the International Jugglers Association Convention in South Bend.
0: So that'll be... It's interesting. So is that between now and when this actually... Oh, yeah.
1: So (laughs) it'll be... My apologies. Yeah, it'll be
0: after yeah so yeah we are recording this in july um and it will be September before the rest of the world gets to hear it so mm-hmm. yeah it's we're we're we are talking we are in the past talking to future listeners future listeners uh cool i i I love the fact that you have you are just really all about that multi-talent, multi, multi-discipline thing going on there.
1: I like to stay interested, and I have yeah. a lot of activities I participate in.
0: And you have to keep NASA scientists from blowing things up, and I can imagine that as a challenge, because I know several rocket scientists, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Technically,
1: it's not super difficult, at least not for me. Um, my background is mechanical engineering. My master's degree was artificial intelligence with computational fluid dynamics code the hard Ooh. part about dealing with engineers is they're not the most they don't have the strongest people skills let's go
0: with that <laughs> that's fair that's fair it it's something i had to learn
1: oh yeah uh, i did too i don't yeah. think i really honed my people skills until I, until i started being on stages more often and performing and talking to people that was where I definitely had to hone it.
0: Yeah, I I learned it at Rocky Horror Picture Show as part of Stagecast. So yeah. <laughs> um Okay. So that's a lot going on. And we both get sidetracked easily. So how about do- that? Yep. Yeah. Um, how do you keep yourself productive and or organized? And the two are not mutually exclusive.
1: (laughs) So many systems.
0: Yay, systems. I would say
1: my favorite is still pen and paper. I know that's old school. That's where I just like writing things down and crossing them off. That is where the majority of my stuff goes. For things that I would have to write every single day, I end up moving over to Doist. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gratitude, exercise, water, juggling, um, gratitude journal, meditation, medications, those types of things are, since I do them every single day, I don't write them down again and again and again and again. Um, So to-do is just what I use. Mm -hmm. For long, long term, if I have to organize things, I love Google Drive. I can always access it. So my upcoming world records, the things I intend to make. The bucket list items, the the books yeah. I want to read, those are all there because I'm not going to cross it off a week. It's many, many years in the future. So long term, I would say Google Talks. Um, although my daily uh, main goals, uh, I mm-hmm. have a to do list tattooed on my arm. The listeners won't be able to see this, but I'm going to show oh, that tattoo wow. here.
0: So you you have the blank tattoo the blank list yeah. just so you can write it there and then check it off as you go.
1: Yep, so normally I what I have is uh my watch is usually here. I just took a shower right. before this, so I don't have it on there, but this dotted line that is right next to my wrist, it's where I usually put the date and then I have these lines blisters can't see but it goes down my forearm yeah And we'll have the items and the little check boxes next to them so i can check box them or i fill them like halfway if i'm partially done fill them the entire way if i'm completely done and then i love utility so as a side um kind of uh yeah, tangent yeah. to this people always admire that my tattoos are fully utilizable um so for example <laughs> i was just cutting my wife's hair and i had to use this which is a uh, ruler
0: you have so the, yes oh my yeah. wow that is it it looks like a suspension bridge but it is a imperial ruler the
1: suspension bridge is imperial the supported bridge is metric so i oh. combine the two bridges it looks like dna also so that double yeah. feel um so then i can utilize i can measure things fairly accurate, That's... more accurate than I, my eye. I've used this on like the mobile launcher the to measure yeah. tubing lines, like cryo fuel lines. Um, I also have on this one, this is the solid rocket booster for the LS-SLS, so it's the five-stage version. Um, you can see yeah, that. And those are the striations you see that go for the different connections for the different sections. But it's also a fretboard that I can practice cello if I put it in this position, guitar in this position, or violin in this
0: position. See, now I now I feel bad that mine's just art, art, art. But no, uh, <laughs> that's brilliant.
1: I love the art and I love the combination, so... That's one of the reasons I get all these things and all the accomplishments. So the most recent one is the Artemis launch, which is right there.
0: Oh, so yeah. I kind
1: of flex my bicep there. being <laughs> look at that.
0: Yeah, we're, we're currently working on my chest. And so it's, you know, it's like this is the concept I want. And so we're, yeah, because I'm out of arm.
1: I am currently <laughs> planning my chest piece. Um, as well as my full body piece, because I suddenly realize if I don't get that one anytime soon, then it'll start interfering with everything else. So I'm like, okay, my chest piece is the next one I want to do. Um, And then the full body, like the whip wrapping around the body, as well as my aerial chains, because I used to perform those so much. And I wanted that whip because it's gone with me for so many things. It used to be the world's loudest whip. It's the world's fastest verifiable whip. It's also the first whip to ever be uh, recorded for high speed schlieren imaging so you can actually see the shockwave shed off of the tip of the whip
0: oh and that was the wow first time yeah it's ever been
1: seen i did that in a conglomeration with destin from smarter every day
0: wow uh, let me make a note for smarter every day too um, now i know people are going to ask Do you have a favorite pen and a favorite type of paper to do your lists on? Or is it just whatever you happen to have?
1: The S-Gel Sharpie is probably my favorite pen on paper. It just writes so smooth. However, because Mm -hmm. I write on my skin, my skin, I actually use the Pilot V5. I do use the V7 occasionally, but it's a little bit bleedy. Um, yeah. On skin, and especially it gets into the cracks, so it's a little bit too bold. So sometimes I'll use it, but mm-hmm. most of the times I use like a V5. Pilot. And is, I,
0: yeah, my go to. So yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. In um, terms of paper. Yeah. I use engineering paper a lot for obvious reasons. For those who don't know that, what it is, it's a little bit thinner. It has a print on the back that's in a grid format, so you can easily Mm -hmm. do grids. Uh, I actually just made my own engineering paper by printing off that grid and then putting printer paper on top of it. And if you put it on a light background, you can actually see through it. So then you can always have nice, pretty handwriting, but without any of the lines. So then I just use standard printer paper when I do that.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I have recently moved back to all paper for my lists and things. And so I'm using one of the dot grid lecternums and Ooh. it's nice. I, I really enjoy writing with it. And I'm a fountain pen junkie myself, but I couldn't, I just couldn't do that on you fountain pen on skin. No, no it,
1: a <laughs> no. lot of the nice ball points and gel pens don't write Right. Quite as smoothly. I was using a felt tip um, pilot for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but, any time i let somebody borrow it they'd put a little bit too much pressure and then the end would flare out um and then it wouldn't look as nice so i decided to hunt for other ones and i think the v5 was the one i fell in love with the most
0: yeah they the pilot now has a version of the v5 and v7 that will take pilot fountain pen ink cartridges Ooh. and hold on where did I, I had i like literally had it in my hands earlier today so I think it's in the kitty cat. The kitty cat pen case. And the answer is yes. Here it is. The Pilot. This is a V7 high tech point. So it is a V7.
1: Oh, yeah. It's
0: it's everything you like about a V whatever. But the moment you take it off, boom, it's not a cartridge. It's just a regular ink cartridge. I have not tried it with non-Pilot ink yet. But I will because I have lots and lots of inks. I have an ink problem. So, <laughs> all right. So, lists, to doist, um, uh, Google Drive.
1: I think those are more productivity and mm-hmm. how you keep going forward and not necessarily organized. I would say organized is a lot of folders, just so many folders on yeah. folders. Um, and then, of course, dating every folder and please, for the love of God, dating things year, month, day when you're on a computer system.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're I, I knew we were going to get along just fine in the intro, but now I'm just like, yes, that is the most frustrating thing when people do day, month, year, or month, day, year, and you're trying to sort.
1: Yep. Exactly. And it, it just
0: drives me crazy. Yes.
1: Or any time of network names that are uses spaces instead of underscores, and then it's harder to copy and transfer those.
0: Oh. Or even a dash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I live in a Unix world 99% of the time, so it's not that hard for me because now my hindbrain is nowhere to put the backslash to escape it uh, ah. or put it in quotes. But otherwise. Um, But yes, uh, for years, it was, why do people do this to me? You know better.
1: (laughs) Most of the time, they don't. It's not their area of specialty. Fair. Fair. I know people Um, with three PhDs in some type of either electrical or software field and barely know how to touch type on a keyboard. And I'm like, I don't know, but they were more interested in how the electrons move and how the software pointer programming systems work and how to utilize their keyboard more effectively.
0: I, I, my father is an EE and part of the reason I got into computers is because he was designing them. He was designing Uh semiconductors in the seventies and eighties. So yeah. Um, and so I learned to type, uh, and he learned to type at roughly the same time because he had to. Oh, wow. Wow. Because everything was shifting at the time. Um,
1: yeah, I, all I was, right. I'm always amazed by people who, like, I've seen them. They use computers every day and they still hunt and peck. Um, I know I get irritated when I look at a keyboard and they're they're not even aligned because we had for all the stems that came off of the the key caps to the typewriter so everything's slightly mm-hmm. off so like i use a type matrix that's organized and i also type in dvorak um therefore oh. i have yeah <laughs> i can type in qwerty but my qorty is like 50 words per minute while my dvorak's up to like 70 i've been meaning to hit the 80 limit i've just as long as i get to the 60 i'm Roughly fifty percent path faster than the average person, so I'm happy there.
0: I am stuck in Qwerty world, but that's because there was no other choice, mm-hmm. um, and I could have shifted to Dvorak if I could have gotten my hands on one years and years and years and years ago, but that it was so hard to find. But I do get my very nice ergonomic Logitech's.
1: Oh, nice.
0: So yes, with the wave and the padding, because I spend all day on computers.
1: Exactly. You know? Yeah. Your interface to them should be nice and clean and easy, which also amazes me how many designers don't use a 3D mouse. And you can see they take a while to move around a model in 3D. And it's like you have devices that basically plug you in to fly around and move things smoothly, but it also interfaces with the model a lot easier. Mm -hmm. You can zoom in and turn at the same time instead of panning and dragging and clicking and all these things to get something moved around. And when you have to like move models of ground equipment or engine interfaces, I'm always amazed how much is just very staccato presentations that happen when you're presenting.
0: So I wonder if they have special because I'm also one of those weird trackball people. Oh, I love
1: the trackballs.
0: Yes, uh, I got... And again got my Lodgy. So yeah, um, so I'd, I'd wonder how that would work in in different, you know, compared to a 3D mouse, which I've never seen one of.
1: Uh, so, so I have a couple. The one okay. I have close to me is a simplified version, and it looks like this. So basically, what happens? Oh, I know you that's see it. what
0: those are. Okay, so if yeah. If you move
1: them around, they okay. essentially think of like an accelerometer or a joystick. And then for my the mouse, I usually use since I use gaming mice, I use the Red Dragon um, because it has all the thumb macros on the side.
0: All the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So all my quick macros that I need, I have right here and available.
0: I probably if I were more serious about my gaming i would i should would macro the living daylights out of it on the other hand uh I am steam decked now, so uh Diablo Four runs great on Steam deck once you mm. like put it just right to install um, that's my game, my current game of choice, so
1: I've been really what? into Genshin. There's another game I've been really into. I can't say much about at least the development side because I, I might get to be the main character for it. So I'm really... Oh, well, yeah,
0: button. Then we, we don't... Yeah, no, we just... We, yes. Um, I haven't been... I, I, I keep hearing about Genshin and I have not played it yet. So um, what was the one? Uh, oh, Street Fighter Six is when I need a break from Diablo. And one of these days, I need to go and finish Cult of the Lamb, because that game is just brilliant. I am also taking my
1: notes. Let's see, what have I been playing? (laughs) Kerbal Space Program, Bridge. I play a lot of engineering games. It's kind of sad. (laughs) I am so much of a nerd. Yeah, that's what's on my Steam right now. Oh, no. Oops, hold on. Hold on. I just did a bad... Uh oh! I did a very bad. Hold on. I hopefully, I don't cut from this podcast.
0: Uh, no, no, it's fine. Do I? Do I need? I, I'll make a mark so that we can edit if necessary.
1: Okay. Did I? I don't think I did. Okay. So I have game optimization mode. So when I spring oh. up my when I bring up Steam or when I bring up uh, Razor, it automatically like takes all the memory from all the other applications so it can devote <laughs> it. Um, and then sometimes it'll cut the video feed for other things, because it's like, why do you spend video feed on Google Chrome when you're playing right? a game? And I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot I have that as an auto set. And my VPN. Yeah. Oh, I'm also on my VPN, which is kind of ridiculous for this.
0: I Well, I am one of the people who works on our GovCloud installation. So yeah, it's fine. Uh, we're not putting any, any secrets across the VPN. so
1: <laughs> It just gets flagged on so many things. Like every time I try to do a Google search, it's like, wait, you don't look like a human. Verify you're a human. I'm like, oh, that's right. why cause I'm still plugged in.
0: Yeah. Well, then we, there's gaming too. And do you um, when you're doing all this, do you... do? You, uh, uh, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I guess... The systems, habits, and keeping organized are all sort of the same, all intertwined here. Um, So do you time block or or just set aside time, or is it a free-for-all?
1: It's hardcore time block. I don't have a choice. Um, It ties into the next question of, I have like three different calendars going. I have my performance calendar, I have my social calendar, and I have my work calendar. And they don't integrate well. Uh well, my personal and my performance do, because they're both Google Calendar, but I use yep. uh Microsoft system, so uh Outlook for work.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: it it that calendar is ridiculous. Like there's over a hundred calendar items every week that I usually have to go to as part of engineering management. So yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um If you've read, oh, what was that? There's a recent one, I think it's called Indistractable that has a large, that's a book that has a large number of recommendations as well as Chris Bailey's Productivity Project. I'm sure you've heard of those. Um, So I have things like Chime, which just, Marks the time, says it out loud every thirty minutes, so I know what's going on. And then I constantly am checking my phones as I lay out my day. I will set alarms on another phone to be like, "Hey!" So my alarm go off at six forty-five, saying you need to prep for, you know, a podcast with Kevin. Right. Um, and then, then. I will snooze that for 10 minutes. So five minutes beforehand, I'm getting logged in and ready to go. So I have so many alarm systems that go off my Google calendar, my phone alarms, so on and so forth. So those are the systems I use is constantly taking a look at what's the next thing Mm -hmm. I have to do, setting a time for it, and moving forward with that time. I would say the hardest part as somebody who has issues with, attention span is focusing <laughs> on something getting a carried away in that thing and 6 hours later you're like wait what happened or the complete missed... opposite
0: yes yeah you you can't focus because you're constantly being interrupted and then you re- but then you realize you've missed six things because you were just in that zone and you were just like yeah there's an alarm going off whatever
1: so the alarms help me get out of that mm-hmm. out of those highly focused areas and constantly being interrupted i am doing i am used to be very bad about it. I'm doing much better where I have my phones automated saying, if I am at this building, so the VAB, then it automatically says only these people are allowed to call me. If I'm sleeping, it's only my family is allowed to get through during my sleep hours. Um, So those are all set. So then I'm not as easily distracted. Um, All the things like social media, you have those alarm set saying hey if you use social media more than 15 minutes a day it'll pop up saying you should probably be working on something
0: yeah no um uh, my wife's an author and so social media is part of her revenue generation stream even though you know her publishers have these huge marketing machines it's still you know important for her she has to you know, be promoting her books. Hey, look at this great thing that, you know, is coming out and, uh, you know, re- retweeting re I can't say it out loud. I just can't say it. The, the new blue, blue sky. Well, I finally got a blue sky account and are you familiar with it yet?
1: I am not. I'll put that in my notes as well.
0: Yes. Um, mental notes, send April a invitation code because it's still private beta or uh-huh. still invite only. Um, as soon as I get an invitation code, um, for those of you at home, this is the weekend that uh, um, the Twitpocalypse is happening, and because uh, the the rate limiting and apparently the client DDoSing itself, and so everybody like went rampagingly quick to Blue Sky. Everybody who had an invite was suddenly like activating it, and. Scaling large systems is hard. Take it from me. Yeah. Scaling large systems is hard. And so they're, they're having to limit some things until it, uh, uh, until they can scale up to meet the unexpected exponential demand. Um, (laughs) And everybody was out there yelling, well, why is it? So, you know, oh, well this, this isn't going to be a reliable service. And I'm like, you don't understand people. You do not understand how this works. <laughs> Unfortunately I do, because this is what I do for a living. <laughs> um, right. Um, yes. Yeah, so, but she has to be on social media. She has to be promoting. She has to, you know, she's constantly engaging with fans. This is how she's been making her living for, I let's not do the math right now. Um, <laughs> and uh yeah so
1: yeah i don't interface with it as much as i used to because i'm no longer that is not my main source of income i mean performing so therefore i'm not yeah. utilizing social media to push myself as a performer as op- as often as i used to
0: yeah oh i get it um all right but yeah no i i have found that weekdays it's just best to like ignore it just turn it all off and don't look until i'm done working because otherwise i will fall into the social media hole and lose an hour
1: same with messages teams mm-hmm. signal we chat all those you're like okay, email i email yeah. absolutely i yeah. do not have any notifications even for my work email i will check it when i need to get around to it and then put it on my list, flag the items I need to, or star them, and then Mm -hmm. block them. And I like batching things. I don't think, I don't understand why so many people um, don't batch a lot of their work.
0: Right, yeah. Um, Especially since when you can batch, when you can say, this is the time I'm doing X, that means that when it's all done, now you've got more time to focus on the other things. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I have filters like, whoa. Ah. I don't have that
1: many filters. I probably should uh, instigate a lot more of those. I mainly try to be like, okay, what is the way I can increase my productivity and output? And I concentrated on those rather than reduce the amount of work that I am doing, which is more of an essentialism uh, concept that I've only recently been introduced to so that i think is the next step for me
0: and one of the things i found i use a folder called read later and basically if it's yeah basically if it's a social thing if it's like social notifications if it's you know um there's a promotion from the company i like to buy kilts from all the you know patreon comic notifications for things i you know for the ones I support, I just shove them in read later. And that way I don't even have to look at it until I have time to parse it like after work or first thing in the morning or whatever. And then I can, that way my inbox is mostly focused.
1: That is very, very smart.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that was more of a, uh, that. that's more like the David Allen um, someday folder.
1: Oh yeah. You the know. tickler. And yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Getting things done and the 160 hour work week.
0: Yeah, the one. Yeah, because it's never a four-hour work week. I don't know what <laughs> they're talking Timothy-
1: about. <laughs> yeah, it depends on your viewpoint. Like Timothy Ferris wants to be like, "Hey, how do I minimize the amount of my work to get to be able to utilize it from other things?" And people, other side is, "Hey, how do I maximize my productivity so I can utilize yeah. all the time I have?"
0: Yeah, the uh, I think the um, the uh, the biggest criticism I have on the four hour work week is it's like, yes, I just off, I offload this to my assistant to a virtual assistant, this, this, and this. And I'm like, you know, you have to have money to be able to do that. Like your freelancer, who's, you know, just happy to get $3,000 a month is not going to be able to afford a virtual assistant. So
1: not to the quality. They need to pull that off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I will make a note just to link those even though uh, I love getting things done before our work week i'm I'm looking forward I need to check to see if uh the podcast if books could kill has got done that one yet um this it is a podcast that takes apart the yes those sorts of books so I think this week is this week is the rules which is the one about from the nineties about uh, how women are supposed to behave to get married, uh, but they did Nudge, and that one was that that one was hilarious and brutal. They did Atomic Habits. Um, uh, it's hysterical and it's really useful for me when they're doing a productivity book for when I'm driving home late at night from a concert because that way when I'm yelling or saying yes you're absolutely right that is terribly toxic what the hell is wrong with these people who are writing these books it helps keep me awake (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay now that we've 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 diverged all right batch things You know, shut down so that you have time to focus. Um, And I I like the location alarms, too, because, you know, that also means if you have to get from building A to building B and it takes 15 minutes to walk or bike or whatever. I don't know the layout of Kennedy other than, you know, what I've seen on a tourist bus in the 70s. Um, uh, You know, then you're, you know, you can work in the time to be able to do that as well. Cool. Anything we miss in all of that?
1: I'm sure there's a lot of things that will fall into those categories. um, And the questions (laughs) that we've loosely been using to guide this
0: conversation. I mean, that's the, they're just guideposts. It's not (laughs) hardcore. Um, Oh, interesting question. How much of that translates to home? Because you have other things going on. Mm Mm-hmm. So how do you, is it similar with the, okay, I have to, I know you have to block out time for performances and classes and rehearsals and things like that, Um, but I know you're recently married and so is that, has that impacted? I know it did when I got married this (laughs) time, so yeah.
1: Yeah, by... My wife doesn't utilize it, uh, utilize Google Calendar as much. I'm trying to get her on board with that. Um, a little tidbit into my personal life is I am mm-hmm. polyamorous. And because of that, calendars is something that I have to heavily utilize to be able to balance time with my partners. Oh, so yeah. No. My...
0: <laughs> Every... Every person I have spoken to who is poly is like, no, Google Calendar has is the most revolutionary the most thing that, thing that has ever. ever happened. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. I would say that it's actually polyamory that has probably increased my ability to stick with my time block more than anything else, and <laughs> maintain my priorities. And it yeah. is my performance life that has actually helped me the most in terms of management. Um, So like, for example, stage managing in a theater, you're like, all these tools are exactly what I needed to to manage a group of engineers.
0: Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I lessons I learned. uh, I have been learning in. Working security for fan conventions as part of a volunteer organization have gone into managing projects Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Because, you know, it's it, it. it's amazing how many different places it actually applies and where you can learn from.
1: Yeah. I I never learned anything about people management in undergraduate or graduate or industry. When I started, it was not until I got in the performance world that I suddenly realized this is how customer relations work. This is how interfacing with other human beings. This is how group management works. This is how presentational skills come into effect All Mm -hmm. those things are not taught in industry, at least in mechanical engineering, aerospace engineering that I have directly comparatively to how it is done in performance arts.
0: Uh, Or it's certainly not in comp sci and programming and things like that. There is a big, there is the big, not lie, but the big misunderstanding that if someone is a, high performer as a programmer we can make them a team lead and the entire team will become high performers not realizing yeah, that no. lead and management skills are completely different from programming skills oh
1: or absolutely. engineering skills yeah 100 percent. there are people who are technically amazing you don't mm-hmm. ever want to talk to them and vice versa
0: yes yeah uh whoo all right, yep. now I'm going to ask the the magic. The now we're now we're getting into the the funner questions. Um, I mean, not that they aren't fun already. Uh, so what does a typical day look like?
1: There isn't really a typical day. If there was, life would be a lot easier. I'll go Fair. start with a work day. So work day is waking up. Um, most days. Uh, not now right now uh i don't work out as much as i used to but right when i was in a better habit i'd wake up and i'd go work out as a performing artist i'd run to the gym right now i spend like 15 minutes on a peloton that's about all i can get in
0: yeah yeah. go to
1: work i'm on site most days so i'll be at one of the operations support buildings then that's the chaotic schedule from approximately seven thirty. 7 7 30 all the way to about 4 30, 5 p.m there's sometime chief engineer reviews that'll go later or budgeting or scope mm-hmm. meetings that will run later and then it depends on the day of the week um i kind of allocate different days of the week so like monday is dancing tuesdays will be date night wednesdays will be juggling thursdays will be west coast swing fridays will be east coast swing saturdays will be social <laughs> things with other people um, and then allocating times with calls with partners and my mom. So mm-hmm. I would say there's a typical week, but there's not a typical day because the meetings change day to day, project to project. Oh, yeah. But that, there's,
0: that, that, there's that big blob right there that this is the time I spend at work, yep. which and is, then, you know. This
1: is the time I spend improving my skills, and this is the time I spend with people. Yeah. And the bad part, that or the part that I'm really bad at, is this is the time you take to
0: rest. Yes oh yeah I, we're, we're all bad at that if you're in an engineering role of any sort I so bad at it it is so common I feel common like even. I use yeah. the
1: Pomodoro clock or in this case I have this little mm-hmm. hexagon timer oh yeah less yeah, yeah, for yeah. work and more for hey take the next five minutes to just sit there and breathe and enjoy the fact that you are doing so much with your life and then like 30 seconds into that like
0: yeah but I could be doing more yeah <laughs> I I will say having the chickens makes a big difference because it's like, oh, well, I need to get away from this. I need to step away. I need to take five minutes. I'll go give the chickens treats. ah, And that, like, it literally gets me away from my desk. It gets me out of the house. It's still in my yard, but it's out of the house. And spending five minutes with chickens is possibly one of the most relaxing things I ever do. ah, So... Mostly because chickens live in the moment. Chickens don't worry about the future or the past. Chickens, you know, when you talk about that, um, you know, exist in this moment. Chickens only exist in this moment. I
1: think that's Much true like for cats. most animals. Yeah, cats, yeah. dogs, anything but humans.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think I think our dog exists in in a future moment where she is getting pets
1: <laughs>
0: at all day long. And then it is up to her to make sure that moment happens. I love our dog. We're going to miss her Aww. so much. She's, she's like 10 now. So yeah. Um, okay. Now the really fun questions. Okay. So what is the best advice you've been given and, or in addition Ooh. to the best advice you'd give somebody else? They don't, they're not mutually exclusive oh question number five for your reference screen
1: (laughs) yeah i'm just thinking about this i had a number of things pop up as i was like reviewing these questions like every time i would flag this so i had this email starred, and i'd like look at it as i'm reviewing my emails being like what's Mm -hmm. coming up and a number of things went in and out and it really depends on the person so like for me right now in this moment the best piece of advice that I can personally follow is mm-hmm. put your oxygen mask on first. It gives so much yes. to others. I do not do it for myself. So because I've been having issues with like, really take caring of my taking care of myself and uh, my own self care, that has been kind of what my philosophy has been around. If you would have asked me at a different time, I may have been like, Ecclesiastes 9.10, whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, because I've been like just diddle-daddling around and not like putting my energy into anything. So right I always have these like phrases that go through my head. Sometimes it's practice gratitude daily. If you're going through depression, gratitude is like the number one thing that you'd be working mm-hmm. on. So the advice goes in and out. um In terms of that I would give to other people. It depends. Once again, is this Mm -hmm. social advice? Is this career advice? Um, Learning time management for your career. That's probably one of the big ones. Learning how to talk to people, perform, reading books on how to communicate. Those Those would be, if you're mainly having issues with Family, then maybe the five love languages is a good starting point. If you're getting into Mm -hmm. polyamory, more than two. Polysecure. I would say for the average person living in the information age, the three pieces of advice I would give deals with information output, information input, and information retention. And that would be speed Mm -hmm. reading, touch typing, and memory mnemonics. So, get your learn how to speed read so you're not sub vocalizing, because mm-hmm. then you'll go from somewhere around 200 and 300 words per minute input to six, seven, 800, even 900 words per minutes for the average person. Hunt and peck is like 20 words per minute, touch type yep. is 40. You spend a little bit of time just like go through one single touch type course. And you can get up to 60. So you triple the average, or the hunt and pecker. So you're a little bit more than mm-hmm. the average person. And then information retention, learn to take notes, um, but also memory mnemonics. I would say, mm-hmm. okay, this is going to sound weird because they're called pegging systems because they have a peg, um, but also, yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, huh, yeah, people, yeah. People refer to them as memory palaces. You can devote Yes, own. okay, yes, yes. Make a palace. <laughs> Make a system that you can link. Um, the Trustmans, they're actually mentalists. They have their own that's super easy to learn. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of mentalists that have developed their own to be like, hey, these are where you put little blocks, learn how to attach things to those blocks. So you can have lists that are 40, 50. It really depends on what you need. I like 52 yeah. because it's the number of cards, number of Uh, cards and deck of cards so therefore you have a a place for each one and then it's really quick and easy to memorize 10 things um not long term that's what notes are Mm -hmm. for but in this day and age i would say those are the three most useful skills uh, in the information age
0: the funniest thing is i first heard the term memory palace when i read thomas harris's hannibal Huh. The third book in the Hannibal Lecter novels huh. um, because I was reading them in order and I was just, this is a fascinating concept um, and it, it, it had never, it had never come up prior to that in, in my conference. And of course that was also, I think before I fell into the productivity and life hacker geekery. And so it was, uh, uh, but it was just like, this is an interesting, interesting, interesting concept. On the other hand, Hannibal's is so much more um, ornate and complete because I think Hannibal Lecter is supposed to have the photographic memory. Ah. He, you know, that so, eidetic memory. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather had one. And uh, yeah, no, it's one, it's frightening, but two, you can get overwhelmed with it
1: if Absolutely. you don't have a way to
0: keep it. You know, sorted and filed.
1: There's this uh, thought experiment of what would you do with a perfect memory? And if you really like start diving into it, it's like, oh, this is terrifying. Every mistake you've ever made, how boring most of your life is for every single meal, every mouse oh, click, yeah. every every time you farted. You're like, why? Why do you have all these memories? Like, I don't have a choice. It's in there. And unfortunately, ninety nine point nine percent of your life is not worth remembering but you do
0: yeah and uh, as for the the you know uh, here's all the times i embarrassed myself or said the wrong thing i'm on drugs for that now so <laughs> <laughs> better living through chemistry
1: there was a book on memory called moonwalking with einstein the journey of a, a journalist way of getting up to the i believe the national champion for memory arts and he said one of the things you could do instead of that is have a external recording device so like a Mm -hmm. body cam you have all the time right and he's like someone did this but the problem is now they have to sort through like 5-10 years of video data to look up one thing so at that point Mm -hmm. it's like it's less the memory and more the searchability Yes, right? You're like oh it doesn't necessarily how much you can store if you can't hunt it it becomes just as useless
0: and again searching video is a difficult problem Uh, i you know i don't even know if we could do it at my company and we we are you know our thing is we are search so everything is a search problem, but I don't know how you would do it with video is hard. Video is a difficult problem. Yeah.
1: We have our recordings that automatically Mm -hmm. recorded in meetings. So then you have things such as the date, the attendees. And then since it's a meeting, you have to type in the subject, the subject who hosted it. So that becomes significantly easier to go back and like, okay, when was this recorded? Who was doing it? And you can use all those like, links to how your personal memory works to find Mm -hmm. oh it was somewhere in this area it was specifically about the icpsu and it had something to do with the software system that's using to control it and that becomes significantly easier to hunt it down
0: yeah and if it's just i have 10 years of my life on camera and you don't have the metadata to match it then it's a whole different problem yeah Mm -hmm. All right, ready for the next one? Yeah. The sad question. And that is, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? I, this is going to sound weird,
1: especially coming from me. Um, I have begun to lower my standards. Not in the, like, take the bar and set it really low but mm-hmm. augment the bar so you could be jumping over the high side or you could be jumping over the low side i'm going to use an example from less than an oh no 2 hours ago now where uh, i'm cutting my wife's hair and we aimed for like this 1950s vintage cute bob right. and unfortunately one single scissor mistake right yep. yep and it just messed up the hairline you're like Oh, I forgot to pull this forward to give this nice, nice, graceful feathering down the the, mm-hmm. the cheekbone, and now it's straight across. And I'm like, okay, well, if we follow that angle, you'll either sweep this across like this, like a 1980s hairband, or we can kind of do it this way, <laughs> and it'll be like a little cutesy one. She's like, let's go with the cutesy one, so it being an entirely different hairdo, but it looks yeah. great, right? It looks great, yeah. So instead uh-huh. of I wanted to cut this specific haircut. It's mm-hmm. I wanted to learn more about the ha- process of hairstyling and end up with a cute hairdo. Right. So when I do things like I am going to build a motorcycle, no one has a fully functional motorcycle the first <laughs> time they attempt something like this. It's like, no, I want to learn about the process. Um, so that's how I've been dealing with the realistic nature of how I approach problems. You are likely, if your goal is to build a rocket, your first one is not going to succeed. NASA's philosophy of a failure is not an option results in very, 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 very high cost to get their first test rocket to go up because so much thought and analysis. Mm -hmm. And it's considerably cheaper to just be like, I'm going to build one, launch it. How did it break? oh, okay, build another one, launch it. How did that one break? Fix those, build it. So that rapid prototyping with like 3D printing, I know people, instead of like sitting Mm -hmm. there and spending tens of thousands of hours, perfecting the design, they just 3D print it, put it to consent, put it together like, oh, these corners are here with a reason. So looking at like Rubik's Cube's design, we started getting rounder and rounder edges to have corner cutting. But then all of a sudden, the corner started coming back because we're trying to prevent corner twisting. Yep. And we didn't, nobody knew this was going to be an issue until you started playtesting this. Mm-hmm. Um, same with scripting. You only have one viewpoint when you script or write. You use your mm-hmm. wife's uh, profession there you have to get somebody else's in there. Um, So your goal may be very, very different from say your editor's goal. And I would say, I have learned how to adapt my goals. Some of them be, I am going to, like one thing that really changed my mindset was this goal is Mm -hmm. instead of saying, I am going to get 10 performances, major performances this year, Mm -hmm. I changed that to, I am going to get 1,000 rejection letters this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a huge mindset twist. And the Mm -hmm. second I made that twist, and I'm like, okay, that means every every single week you have to send out like 20 different client outreach emails to do things. And most months you only get one positive reply but that one positive reply means you get to be on the cover of a book, main character of a video game outside of a, uh, a record label. And you're like, wow, this, this is what I wanted to do. This, this made me succeed so much more.
0: I I call them my, uh, I try to do three shoot for the moon interview requests every month. And that is somebody I just want to talk to. And if they respond great. And if they don't, no harm, no foul, but it would just be awesome to have them on the show. Uh, I think when I saw your profile um, on WindyCon, I was like, that is one of mine for this month for June. Was it June <laughs> or May that I emailed you? I can't remember now, but yes. I can't remember um, either. Yeah. But I, so it, it was like, and if she doesn't have enough time and can't do it, whatever. It's great. Uh, I, at least I tried. Uh, the, um, The the hockey adage, and I'm trying to remember if it was Gretzky or, yeah, I think it was Gretzky. Gretzky, you miss a you miss every shot you don't take.
1: Mm, I've heard that attributed to a lot of different sports personalities.
0: Yeah, but um, you know, but yeah, you can't hit the goal if you don't take the shot. Exactly. In in any way, shape, or form, Um, and you can't get to the moon if you don't send that first rocket up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Side note: If you want to see perseverance and that whole thing about um you know not letting failure be the the defining thing define redefining your goals october sky which is one of my favorite my favorite movies in the whole whole wide world
1: i know um, i've seen it or rather i've been in the room while it played in its entirety i yes. cannot recall it yes
0: yeah um homer hickman from west virginia who went on started as the a coal miner's son um and then eventually was a rocket designer at nasa so impressive but yeah i love i it is uh that is a movie that will always make me cry and cry ugly cry uh in a happy way not not the bad ugly cry but the happy ugly cry And thinking of happier notes, um, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? Not
1: anywhere near as much as I should. I am definitely (laughs) one of those people who I got something awesome. What's the next one? I just got a world record. What's the next one I'm going for? I got this awesome job. I'm going to have to say no to that. I do not celebrate my successes. I need to. I absolutely need to that is probably the defining characteristic of why i still deal with depression despite the amount of success i have in life
0: yeah no uh yeah and it, it just do you even do the little yes when you you when you you know with the arms in the air when you when you hit it or you know my uh one of my friends is a a bird watcher she's at the you know 700 and some odd birds on her life list has to make special trips. Uh, And Twitch, that is a rare bird, has appeared in Arizona. She lives in Michigan, so she's on an airplane to Arizona just to be able to add that bird to increase her life list by one. But anytime she she sees a new bird, she just does a little shimmy happy dance right then and there. And my wife does it now, too, because, you know, celebrate. You've seen a cool bird. Celebrate a little bit. doesn't have to be huge
1: very very smart yeah i would say if i'm in front of a camera or i am on a stage i absolutely celebrate that success because that is the personality that i'm exuding if i'm with my team right Right, right i am at home and i just ran mills mess and got my 30th first time i ever got 30 catches in a row i just be like okay cool Thirty-one. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even stop to be like, "Holy crap! I just did that." I just like, okay, next one. If I am in rehearsals and I'm like, okay, my goal is Mm three hundred whip cracks in this minute, and I do my count, and I got two hundred ninety-nine or three hundred and one, or I'm like, okay, three hundred and two. Now, I
0: just, I just, yeah, no, yeah, just, just, yeah, no, gotta. So there, there's, there's homework for you. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) I shouldn't be assigning homework to guests. That's not how this oh, is supposed that, to work. My therapist has already assigned that homework. <laughs> Do we need to be account of buddies for that one? <laughs> accountability buddies?
1: <laughs> I have so many accountability buddies. It's kind of <laughs> disturbing. Like that is a good reason why I have so many pings. It's just like, okay, so I have my pull-up accountability partner, my burnout accountability partner, my workout yeah. accountability partner, my gratitude <laughs> and oh yeah, this is this is how this all happens.
0: Yeah. And those are all the major official interview questions. There's just one thing left. Um and I'm going to go through it in case there are new listeners and because I know you personally haven't heard the spiel. Um and that is uh in 2021, we realized that we were in a really great place financially. Um, We never intended to monetize this podcast, and so we don't. And instead of asking our listeners to give money to us, we want them to give money to people who need it way more than we do. And we Mm -hmm. ask our guests for that. So what organization needs and people need money way more than we do that our listeners should give to this week?
1: The ACLU. They have been helping out so much with all the anti-LGBT, anti-gay, anti-trans laws that have been passing in the United oh, States. Yeah. And like, normally I give my, my monthly or I would say every bi-monthly donation to the Trevor project. But recently I've moved that over to the ACLU. Uh,
0: you know, we are our supporters of the ACLU. We are supporters of the Trevor project and one of our other um, favorites when someone says, "Oh, I don't know what to what I should do," is to say, "You know what, Trans Lifeline is huge and a uh, great place to send it to." But the ACLU, absolutely, absolutely agree with you on I that recently
1: one. Recently, did a pull up buy in challenge, and when I started that challenge, uh, it was a eight week challenge in the beginning, and like if nobody succeeds or if I, you know, end up being one of the mm-hmm. top finalists, I will send my money to the Trevor Project, and then halfway through, I'm like, I'm changing it going to the aclu
0: yes um especially in florida although yeah the the biggest mouth on the planet challenged the biggest mouse on the planet and we all know how that ends so (laughs) uh everybody i the the day the lawsuits uh DeSantis versus Disney were being announced every my entire like social media timeline was filling up with Ken Watanabe from Godzilla let them fight because that's what we were all thinking um. <laughs> but yes it is a um uh a very uh very important uh, and they do good work Absolutely. and so where can people find you online if they want to know more or just follow your exploit your 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 yeah. exploits. Yeah.
1: You can google my name, April Jennifer Choi. That's a pretty easy way to find me. Instagram April Jen Choi. That's April like the month, Jen with two N's, Choi rhymes with joy. Uh, if you cannot remember my name, if you google Flaming Lesbian Brides, we are still probably at least 9 out of the 10 uh, first 10 search results were definitely the top three photos Um, Uh, it's
0: yeah no it's it's those photos are gorgeous
1: yeah I never have to hand out a business card anymore I'm just like (laughs) Google flaming lesbian brides great now you're just never going to forget it there yes yeah
0: but I will I will link at least your the Instagram and uh, uh, your official website in the show notes for people so there we go Mm mm-hmm Groovy cool. And I just want to say this has been a, that's not how you spell Choi in my notes. Let's fix that now. (laughs) Um, uh, This has been an absolute joy and so much fun. And uh, if I didn't have another interview coming up this evening, I would say we could talk for another hour. Oh, Um, easily. Yes. But uh, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, um, uh, anytime you want to come back, anytime you want to chat, you just say the word. We will make it happen.
1: Well, thank you so much. I yeah. greatly enjoyed this opportunity. I hope to chat with you much more into the future, Kevin.
0: Yeah, and uh, if nothing else, I should pro- I will probably see you in November at WindyCon.
1: Sweet, so, can't wait. Yeah,
0: it'll be awesome. Um, and then for the people at home, we'll be right back after this. I hope you had as much fun listening to that conversation as I had having it, because it was just so much fun, and it was like all the energy going on, and I'm really looking forward to hopefully being able to meet April at WindyCon this year, because it'll just be awesome. So hey, what is our word this week? It's going to be a compound word. Obviously, it's more a phrase, no spaces, but it is flaming lesbian brides. And if you haven't seen the photos, you got to see the photos. Go, go Google those photos. Flaming lesbian brides is our word this week. So what you do with that word is you go to ProductivityAlchemy.com. You, thank you, Lacey. Uh, you go to ProductivityAlchemy.com. You uh, log in. You look for the activity box. And you say, Flaming lesbian brides, right there in that little box. And you will get a badge. A badge I have made specifically for this episode and for you, yes, you, to claim. And when you have that badge, uh, you know, you can find out what to do with badges. And all the other badges you can get by listening to Productivity Alchemy and what they do and all that stuff, you can find it. All that information right there on ProductivityAlchemy.com. You can also find... I don't know, the show notes. And I got a lot of show notes this time. Like all the games, a couple of movies, um, you know, mostly games, um, pens, pen links. Of course, there are pen links. You know how that goes. And we will, and you can find out all that at Productivity Alchemy. While you're there, you can listen to past episodes. You can look at show notes from past episodes. You can check out our bios. You can go to the charity support page, which has replaced the forbidden link, where I try to list as many of the charities that our guests and ourselves have recommended over the last, what, two years now, I think we've been doing that. So that's all you can find. Well, that's not all you can find. There's more. There's more. Go check it out, productivityalchemy.com. And then... Before you do anything else after that, uh, you go and you give money to people who need it way more than we do. Uh, we don't monetize the podcast, as many of you, I'm sure, are aware. We would rather you give your money to people who need it. We don't need it, uh, despite the other, all the situations going on. We, we don't need it. And so this week, April has said you should give your money to the ACLU the trevor project both are doing incredibly important work especially in florida especially with all the restrictions that are coming down uh, from well you know i don't want to traumatize anyone further by mentioning where those restrictions and changes and evil laws are coming from so go support the aclu go support the trevor project let's build a better and just world and that's it for this week. So I want you all to go out there and I want you to do your best to make the world a better place and um, stay productive.